Podcast guys, as always, I'm your host Nick Zamet here recording at 10:30 a.m. on the 30th of January. Hot little morning number for the fellas here today. Uh, I'm joined by Mr. Liam Hancock. What's going on, guys? It's Lee here. How are you feeling? Early rise. I'm Early good. bird gets the worm, doesn't I see, it? I see you've got your sunnies, your Jack Jumbers hat on, your Volcom tee on. You're ready for a hot summer's day, aren't you? <laughs> Mate, it's a cracking day down in here. Just been for a little walk this morning. It's um, looking good. Glorious day. Excellent. Gotta love summer, don't you? Gotta. Also joining us, Rohan Cobb. Yes, hey, how are we? Good mate, how are you? <laughs> yeah, not too bad, not too bad. You enjoying look- the summer weather as I, well? I am. You're looking as sprightly as I've seen you. Yeah, I feel up and about. So, yeah, you're yeah, ready to go. Ready to go, just feeling good. I really love um, the Jack Jumbers hat, by the way. Yeah, I, it's a shame podcast is a... Oh no, we'll have a video up later today, so... Yeah. Um, if you haven't already seen the Jack Jumpers merch, you'll get a little glimpse at that. A little sneak. A um, little more news on the Jack Jumpers as we get into the show, which yeah. I'll touch on shortly. Yeah. We've got a bit of big episode in store today, fellas. We do. Uh, we're going to recap some odds and ends that have occurred throughout the week. A uh, quick little NBL recap, a couple of quick talking points I've got here. Uh, going to a couple of players that are under the radar in the league, but are bowling out. Yeah. So a few of the uh, kind of hidden gems. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got Hero of the Week and B-Ride a Good Night, where I believe all three of us have got a, a punishment face. Yeah. How are we feeling? Uh, not good. Neither. And it's, I th- it's let, a, let's just say I'm already sweating. Yes, and I'm sure that well, that'll no doubt continue as we get into <laughs> yeah, the punishment. Yeah. So um, we look forward to doing that a little bit later on in the show. Before we get into it, guys, a big thank you for all the continued support. We're, I think, a couple of followers away from yep. 1,400. So, Jeez, that's big. Uh, on Instagram, that is. So really appreciate the support as well as you guys continuing to subscribe and leave those five-star rate and reviews on Apple Podcasts. Shout out to uh, our sponsor, Intersport, too. Yeah, Intersport, yep, doing good. great things. As we've said the last couple of weeks, as school ramps up, uh, they've got heaps of things for for the kids going back to school in terms yep. of shoes. Um, backpacks, water bottles, all that. Nice looking Nike duffel bags as well that they've just got in stock. Big fan of them. Big fan of them. And their basketball range is obviously expanding at a rate of knots as well. So make sure to get in and check out what they've got. Absolutely. Those, nice. those. I just wanted to add those Nike drink bottles. You know the ones I'm talking about. The yeah. squish. They've got a good deal on those too. Um, I'm just looking now. So get in there, Kingston Hobart. Drop the name of the Daily Dribble as well. <laughs> um, all right, guys, let's do it. We've got a lot to get through today. Okay. Uh, I'm going to start, first and foremost, with some somber news. Uh, during the week, um, Seiko Smith, who yep. was an absolute legend in the writing, reporting, and, I guess, analysis roles with the NBA, um, sadly passed away due to COVID um, at just 48 years of age. Um <laughs> And yeah, this one hit hard because for me, when I got really first getting in, started getting into podcasts, his podcast NBA Hang Time yeah, was yeah. kind of one of the first that really drew me in. Um, it's got an infectious energy. His knowledge mm. is second to none, um, and it's horrible seeing anyone pass away, but someone as young and you know with as much talent as he has, yeah. it's really you know it just again kind of hits home how devastating this this virus is. Yeah, from all rep- it, it is devastating, and from all reports, he was just such a nice guy um, in yeah. general, and he was always willing to help those who are up and coming in in journalism and give them, you know, tips and tricks of the trade. So, yeah, really, really sad news. So we've lost a lost a good one in the NBA landscape. And again, as I just said, it illustrates how, like this, this 
virus is still running rampant, isn't it? And this new kind of strain, I heard there was one in South Africa, a new strain. Um, it really is, you know, it's just paramount all over the world. And it's really crucial that, you know, all the safety protocols are done yep. to the absolute nth degree. Oh, for sure. Um, so, you know, we kind of forget how bad it is because we are so lucky here in Tasmania. But, um, you know, it just, again, highlights how safe we all need to be. Yep, for sure. In the dark, there's always um, some light. Um, and I'm going to shed some of that light. It was reported by Shams that Karis Levert underwent a successful surgery to treat that left kidney of his. And he's expected to make a full recovery, which is just amazing. To I don't hear. know if you guys heard about this. The actual kidney mass that they found was cancerous. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So this really was like a life saving um, procedure. Like, had that trade have not gone through, it could have just been unfound probably undetected and who knows what happens from that point on but great to hear he won't require any further surgery um there's still no timeline for his return but certainly hope for a safe and speedy recovery there in light of this should the nba have regular testing for this kind of thing or is it up to the player themselves um that's that's an interesting question Mm. uh general Health checks should mm. probably be a part of it, yeah. um, especially just in terms of like the stars are their most like team's most prized asset. So you yeah. want to ensure that they're all um, as healthy as can be. So yeah. it's probably not the worst idea to have like a, a yeah. six month yeah, checkup right. or something. Six like. months, yeah. They're all looked after really well. Yeah. These NBA players, but even if they're looked after really well, like you, you're not 100 percent sure if they're getting these kind of checks, like yeah, the absolutely. you know cancer scans and whatnot. So. Um, yeah, but it, and especially guys, yeah. we have a tendency to kind of put our health on the back burner or not want to kind of, I guess, own up to having yeah, problems. Yeah, yeah, um, we're very sure. kind of isolated in that sense. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we're, I guess, as a gender starting to speak out more and take more pride in our health, you know, asking our mates, are they okay? Mm. That kind of thing. So yeah. hopefully um, it can flow into something where things like this are detected Earlier, absolutely. A quick one for me. Um, Heard throughout the week that the Pelicans have have shown some openness to trade both Lonzo Ball and JJ Redick. I think it was Shams who reported that one. Um, But I'm I'm posing a question to you guys. A, do you think these two will be dealt sooner rather than later? And secondly, where do you reckon would be the best destination for both of these players? More specifically, Lonzo maybe, Mm. because he's got... More years under more years to go under his belt. So, where do you reckon? I did hear something that the Warriors were interested potentially um, dishing out Ubre, who got to admit was watching that game the other day against the Timberwolves. Yeah, and he was electric. Um, that being said, though, so I've heard that's kind of on the cards. Okay, and yeah. I don't think that's the worst mm. move, just for the fact if you could say do a package, you dish Ubre for Lonzo and Redick, you're getting more shooting. You're getting another ball handler, yep. someone who can develop. Probably hasn't reached the potential we thought he would so far, but then within that could be a, a, a lure for Lamelo to go down there down the road. For sure, yeah, um, I don't mind it. The only thing that scares me then for the Pelicans, they're already struggle quite a bit with their shooting. Yeah, um, and if you lose Redick, who's been a little quieter this year, you know you're in a bit of a hole. You're in trouble. Um, Ingram, yeah, good. Bledsoe. Is referred to as Brickso. Um, <laughs> you've got Adams and Zion. It's a pretty non-shooting team. Yep. So in this sure. day and age where shooting's becoming more and more prominent, mm. you do need people who can shoot. So, Agree. yeah, I don't know. How do you guys feel about that one? Yeah, well, it was funny. You were mentioning just before there's a possibility that 
perhaps down the track, Lamelo and Lonzo mm. could team up somewhere. So that that could certainly be on the cards if if he um, got traded. Angelo the- in there, so yeah. we'll be <laughs> yeah. laughing. Yep, plenty of steals there. Yep. Um, yeah, I don't know. Do you have any kind of destination you'd like them to go to? Lonzo. Uh, I don't. Lonzo's just kind of. I'm not that hot on him to be honest. I'm, I don't want to slander him, but he's just. N- Kind of a nothing player. He's he's very much a facilitator at this point of his career. He runs hot and cold, doesn't he? He does, yeah. yeah. Like, he's has absolute bright flashes for a couple of weeks, the real purple patch, and then he'll kind of um, just regress and, yep. yeah, fall into a bit of a hole. He so. needs to go to a team where he's not re- relied on to do as much offensively in terms of scoring um, because at this point of his career, his shot's... His shot's almost ruined. Like Nowhere I wouldn't mind seeing him go. Sorry, I yeah. cut you off no, there slightly. Okay. A team like, whether it's OKC or, or, or a Piston, somewhere there's no pressure to win at the moment. Yeah. Um, he can still have a big enough role if he goes to the Pistons or OKC. He'll get enough of the pill. Yeah. But he there isn't that pressure to win. Yeah, for um, sure. Whereas the yeah. Pelicans now, you know, with Zion, there is a bit more pressure. You go somewhere like Golden State, you've still got Curry atop three player in the league arguably there is pressure to win yeah if you go somewhere where there's you take that pressure out he might really flourish yeah just for another year or two and then he can take that step back into a contender maybe yeah i don't mind it interesting interesting uh another point for me here fellas uh-huh. as per Woj, we might end up getting an all-star game oh, yes now the Happy. nba and the players association have been discussing the pos- possibility of holding a single game in atlanta on the 7th of march yeah now the talks are going on at the moment, although things are looking positive. Um, initially, the entire All-Star weekend was set to be held in Indianapolis, but due to the pandemic, um, it was cancelled. Mm-hmm. So from what we've gathered so far, the teams were going to be announced. The game itself wasn't going to go ahead. But, yeah, um, yeah the Players Association President Chris Paul has been an advocate of this so far, and it seems like it's gaining quite a bit of traction. Yeah, yeah. Um, how do we feel about this now? What would it be? No fans, I'm guessing. Yeah, and so this is how I'll, I'll pose it like this because I know as fans would love to see it. Also, like last year um, with the Kobe Bryant tribute, mm. as well, we had the one year passing of that. That's gone in a blur. Yeah, yeah. it has. Um, last year was probably the best All Star game I've ever seen. Mm. Um, Incredible. But now, do we? So as fans, we want to see it, but you bring. So think of it this way. If there's one player that has like um, yeah, COVID tracing, yeah. they've got to sit out two weeks and they interact with 30 other All-Stars, yeah. 30 All-Stars could be sitting out for two weeks after with you know the COVID tracing protocol. So you've taken out 30 of the best players in the league. That's the risk. Um, yeah. I'd know it. I, I would like to see it, but it needs to be done. Like the the kind of security and safety needs to be you know, top notch, top notch, 100%. by far better than what they're doing at the minute, which is great in itself, but yep. it needs to really be on clamps. Yeah. So does it, is the kind of reward worth the risk? Well, I don't know for one game. No, neither do I. I sort of echo everything you've just said then, Nick. I think the obvious answer from an NPA supporter's perspective is yes, we'd love to see an all-star game. We'd love, particularly after last year, we're sort of craving another one of these, you know, amazing spectacles but at the same time you can't let it overweigh the coronavirus situation and potentially have a lot of you know important players and their families at risk of um, gaining the coronavirus so and probably it's maybe the traction's taken a bit of a hit in the last couple of days with the passing of Seiko Smith again just yeah illustrating the severity 
of the virus. So um, it'll be interesting to see the next couple of weeks what develops with that one. We'll yeah. wait and see. Some news on the Bradley Bill front. There's been a lot of news. News saying he's staying. He wants to say news saying he's requesting a trade. Yeah, but he looks God, like a defeated man, doesn't he? Does. You've seen him. Was it? 47? 47 points and a loss against the Pelicans. That was yesterday, wasn't it? Probably. And he's so. been leading the league in scoring at the minute, but he just cannot buy a trick. Yeah. Um, the expression he had the other day when they played Houston and went down, yeah. the joy that John Wall and Oladipo, their connection looks great, oh, by the way. Yeah. Um, but he just looked, as I said, defeated. Mm, he yeah. really, it doesn't matter for all his efforts. Just can't buy a win at the minute. What possible reason would he have for not wanting out of Washington DC <laughs> at the moment? Bless you, Lee. Bless you, Lee. He's um, loyal. Um, it's probably the most loyal player in the game right now. He they're three and eleven. They're below, below Detroit now. Yeah. Really, it feels as it like that chance of even a plane is Slim. is slipping very away slim. very, very, very quickly. Um, now I know they've kind of battled. The virus. They've played yeah. a few less games, so they could... A few make, less. I think they missed, like, eight games yeah, in a row. they missed a week or Fair two few. there. Um, but that's still beside the point. They look horrible. Yeah. Um, Just quickly, during that Rockets-Wizards game, did anyone see the chirping between um, John uh, Wall yeah. and Russ? Yeah, yeah. I did. Yeah, I that, did. Was, that was entertaining for NBA fans, I think. <laughs> Love saying because they are, in a sense, so similar, aren't they? Yeah, they they are. are kind of doppelgangers of each other mm. in the way they play with so much athleticism and Feisty. intensity. Yeah. Um, but Wall, Wall came out the victor in that one. He did. Yeah. Um, I just want to say, as a Wizards fan, I, I even want Bradley Beal out of there because it's just a shame to see him so... Just playing get so pieces, electric. Get some assets and just blow it up. Build yeah, for the, the future. future now. Jinx. Because <laughs> you, you do... Well, yeah. you do have good young pieces like Rui, Denny. Um, like there's... Yeah. Yeah, just tortured, I reckon. Yeah. 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 Do, do you fellas have any more NBA news? I don't have NBA news, but I've got one on the WNBA front. Okay. Ooh, go for it. it. I, th- I did say this. I yeah. Think I... Um, Candace Parker, who's been with the Los Angeles Sparks for the, for the last 13 years of her career and been, I guess, the face of the Los Angeles Sparks over Absolute that time. legend. Has left for the Chicago Sky, who... Am I right in saying that's her hometown, Chicago? I think I saw something along those lines. Um, It was Ramona Shelburne who reported this. Um, But that's that's a big get for for the Chicago Sky, even if she's sort of past her prime, um, to have a player of that noteworthiness, you know, leading your franchise. Um, And they've got a few other really handy players as well. So, um, yeah, that's that's a big get. It's going to be an interesting season with the WNBA because um, there are quite a few good teams now. That's certainly a blow to the Sparks. But, um, you know, you look at the Seattle Storm, uh, absolute dynamite with Brianna Stewart. The Las Vegas Aces, who they faced in the finals, are certainly um, going to be up and around the mark still. Yep, for sure. Uh, with Chicago, it's going to be a quite an interesting season. So looking forward to that one kicking off. Absolutely. I'll change tunes a little bit to the NBL, fellas. A couple of quick talking points that I'll run through here. Now, the Illawarra Hawks, I mentioned them last week, but they are still running rampant at 4-4. Four and four. Um, Their latest victory came in a 90-70 win versus the Taipans on Wednesday night. Uh, Tyler Harvey had 21 points and was did the main damage on the offensive end, so they're chugging along nicely at the minute, really looking quite 
um, formidable. Clearly not missing Lamelo at the moment. No, well, apparently not. I don't think the hopes were that high for them coming into the season, but four and four, you can't ask for much more. Yeah, that's incredible. Uh, we got our first look at the Perth Wildcats last Sunday. They kicked off their season with an 88-76 win over the South East Melbourne Phoenix. Uh, NBL, NBL just legend Bryce Cotton started right where he finished last season with 27 points, two rebounds, seven assists. The only team yet to win, register, should I say, a win is the New Zealand Breakers. They came up against Josh Giddy oh, and the 36ers the other night. The 36ers won 88 to 78, and what they were so well rounded as a yep. team. Each starter had 10 points. Giddy put up 13 points, 10 rebounds, 8 assists, oh. and got a steal. <laughs> Off the bench. I uh, know he started this one. Oh, no, rightly he, so. He, uh, the front office listened to the fans. They heard the calls, and they, they'd started him, and he looked incredible. Do you know on how many minutes? Uh, I don't have the minutes exactly. I know, I, think he, about, I know he doesn't play like a heat, though. I think it was 26 or something. Yeah, like, that's he, not a heat. That. He plays that's out of 40. They only play 10-minute quarters. Yeah, I know, but yeah. still. Um, he, he does play in restricted minutes, and it's funny because, believe it or not, ever, ever since you've said that you know he, he could be potentially a top-three player, I've seen a lot of talk, particularly on Twitter, yeah. that his draft stock is rising at a rate of knots as these games go by. Well, with performances like that, a near triple-double, but it's only going to increase the talk. People are saying he looks better than Lamelo of last year. That's huge praise. He, well, to be honest, he does. Yeah. He shoots a better ball. Yeah. Uh, he just seems to have a better tempo to his game, and yeah. he just looks so comfortable out yeah. there. Um, I tell you what, guys, oh. that's, uh, you, there might have been some laughs from yourself, from the viewers, uh, no. when I made that initial call. But Not he, laughs, he, just some high eyebrows. Yeah. yeah, high eyebrows. Yeah. But he is looking great at the minute, so... Yeah. That might be in my normal NBL weekly talking points. I think he'll be a bit of a mainstay because I'm going to be tracking his progress yeah. quite heavily. Yeah. Um, last point from me on the NBL, the Jack Jumpers and Basketball Tasmania have struck up a partnership. Oh, that's huge. Now, this was announced yesterday. And it's a deal. Um, they've made the following commitments to see basketball become the number one sport in Tasmania by 2024. Yeah. Increase the number of registered players in Tasmania from 14,000 to 20,000. Create talent pathways for all athletes, coaches, officials, and, and administrators from the grassroots through to the professional level. Ensure the ongoing success and viability of Basketball Tasmania, the Jack Jumpers, and the wider Tasmanian basketball community. Yeah. Now, this is great to, again, it's re, it just reinforces how the kind of trajectory for basketball is going in Tasmania. For and sure. have these yeah. two huge entities aligned um, it's going to be nothing but beneficial. Yep. And again, for young players to hear, and especially with the jack jumpers in now, that there is a clear pathway. Yeah. Um, I know for myself coming from, say, a soccer background, um, the big issue for a lot of kids and players was there is no professional pathway yep. unless you go to the mainland. So it's great now that these, these kids and up-and-comers can see a clear direction to make it to a, an elite level. I just love how how serious they are about growing this in Tasmania. I think you mentioned before, Nick, that they're, um, what was it? They want to be the biggest sport in, in Tasmania, Tasmania by, by 2024. Like the ambition is is so well received by Tasmanians, I think, particularly those who are really on board with this, such as us three. So I'm really happy to see it. And, um, We've jumped on at the right time, fellas. Big things to come. <laughs>
Absolutely. So great stuff there. There recaps all the odds and ends from the NBA, the NBL, and a bit of the WNBA there, right? Yeah. I like that. Got to sprinkle some in. Absolutely. Once a year. No, come oh. on, mate. We're a big fan of the women's game here. We are, but how often do we talk about the WNBA it was a year? It was a big bit of news, wasn't it? It was. It was. Yeah. No, we got around them in the finals, didn't we? Uh, maybe once or twice. Are you Wilson? Yeah. Good stuff. Um, what we're going to do, fellas, we're gonna, we've got two players each year who... We think have flown under the radar, but are bowling out. So, you know, we want all of our listeners out there, we'll put something up during the week, whether we got this right. And we'd yeah. love to hear which players you think have flown under the radar. For sure. Um, so, Lee, I reckon you kick us off with player number one here. I'll kick us off. Um, there was yes, some... that's what I said. <laughs> Not well received <laughs> at all. I mean, Let it rip, big fella. I mean, you just interrupt me. But... Um, there are some players that I could have chosen. I think you guys are going to choose them, um, but I've gone another direction. Mm-hmm. Um, my first player is a player who's only in his second season. Um, he's probably been the most reliable player on his team um, as of this so far this year, yeah. um, and a player that's been playing a bit out of the limelight, and that player is DeAndre Hunter. Um, Ooh, and yeah. he has yeah, been bowling great. out. He's looked so comfortable in his second season. Um, you could say he's, he's even blossomed. He hasn't just progressed, but he's blossomed. Mm-hmm. Um, the main thing that I've noticed from him is his shot percentage. Um, that's really stood out for me. It's up to 52% um, from the field, um, up 11% from last year, which is that's great. pretty massive. Um, he's shooting 39% from three. Uh, and 87% from the line. So it's pretty massive. Um, he's gone from uh, average 12 points last year in his first season, which was good, wasn't wasn't terrible. Serviceable. Um, and he's up to shooting 17 on average this year. Um, and the, the reason he's he's been shooting so well is he can really shoot from anywhere. He's been sinking them from three. He's been mm-hmm. shooting from mid-range. He takes it to the basket. I really like what I'm seeing from DeAndre this year. Good pick. That's a great yeah, pick because like he that. certainly doesn't get the recognition he probably should because of the likes of Trey. And, and especially the signings they've made now. With yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. He, he kind of gets lost amongst the shuffle. Yeah, um, for I sure. I know when we've kind of earlier in the season rattled off the, the names on their roster, he was kind of one that you kind of forget somewhat. Yeah, yeah um, for sure. So he's certainly flown under the radar. Great pick. Trey, and Trey Young's slump, I don't like to see Trey in a slump, but it's kind of a blessing in disguise for Hunter because he's got to show what he can bring to the table. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, He's The only thing that is left desired from him really right now is his defense. It's not amazing, but he can guard the one through four. He's been up against some tough oppositions this year with the likes of, I think he got put on Kyrie one game. Yeah. Um, he got put on Haywood a couple times. So I think his versatility is underrated for sure. Yeah, yeah without a doubt. Yeah. You want to go next, Nick? Yeah, I'll go next. Um, I've got a guy who is a little bit of an older head in the league. Yep. Oh, um, boy. Yet... I think he kind of gets underlooked just for the team he finds himself on. Um, this team, they find themselves currently at 7 and 11, the Hornets. I've gone Gordon Hayward. Okay, yep. good. Now, there's a few players on this team who are quality. Rosier's been good. Lamelo's shown flashes. Graham's been pretty cold this year, in fairness. But Hayward's Mr. Consistent. So far this season, he's averaged 23.5 points, just tick over five rebounds and three and a half assists. Yeah. Now, he's shooting 51% from the field and just under 43% from three, um, 86% from the line. So he is doing it on all fronts. For sure. And it's just that every game he's able to just constantly deliver. 
Um, he's playing the most minutes of his career since 2015-2016, and he just seems to have that kind of takeover mode. Um, early in the week against Orlando, he had 39, and he had that game-winning layout with 0.7 seconds yeah. to go um, and just knew that there's no point passing it. He's the guy for the moment. Yeah. Now, as much as this, certainly Lamelo's team for the future, it's great that I know coming into the season when they signed him, I was kind mm. of a bit iffy if that was the right move. Yeah. But it's probably good that there's an older, um, more capable, established player to learn off, For to sure. be able to, in those big pressure moments, not thrust it all onto a rook. Yeah. Um, so that's great for him. Uh, this team, certainly a bit of a roller coaster. As I said, they're currently 7 and 11. Um, but he's really shining out. And I think if the, the Hornets are to be in that playing playoff area, mm. he's going to have to continue this form. Yeah. The way he's going, he's trucking along very nicely. There are a lot of questions I know from me and a lot of other NBA players when he made his transition from the Celtics to the um, Hornets asking, you know, could he lead this team and could he be consistent and could he be clutch like that game he was before? Because we didn't really... He was obviously a great player at the... Boston Celtics, but that there he was so kind of many other talents, exactly. Yeah. Um, and I think it's fair to say he's answered those questions because he, the main thing, he has been very consistent. What, what was the bag he got in the off season? Because he got 124 a... minute, four year. Yeah. He's certainly that... got a lot to do to live up to that, but he's he's he made a nice right start. Now. Now. Yeah, he has. No, good pick, great pick actually. Um, my pick. I don't know what you guys will think of this one, but I'm very happy with it. Um, for the Indiana Pacers, I've watched a lot of their games so far this season. And you might be, there might be a few names springing to mind, but not the one that I've no, got. The one that I've got is TJ McConnell. Okay. Yeah. TJ yep. McConnell. Um, I don't know how many games you've watched this year of the Indiana Pacers, but let me tell you, this guy is an absolute barometer for, mm. for that Pacers team. What's that word mean? Well, <laughs> he, he, sets the, he sets the tone. What is a barometer? Yeah. Never heard it in my life. That's okay. I'm, I'm convinced that's a good word choice. I'm like, <laughs> made up, to be honest. Made up word. No, that's a good one. He's, his energy yeah. off the bench is, I reckon it's unrivaled at the moment in terms of pure, like, up and go, getting your mm. team up and going, particularly when they're down in the dumps. Um, and I feel like the team as a whole, when he's on the court, is so in sync. Like, he's such a good leader, um, and he leads by example as well. Um, that everyone knows what they're doing. They're on the same page. Um, every single game that I've watched this year, he's inevitably made some sort of game-altering play um, that turns the turns the momentum of the game. Um, and again, as we were mentioning before, I think there's other really good players on this team we've mentioned before, Sabonis, Brogdon, Miles Turner. So he's sort of overlooked. Their whole bench is overlooked, isn't it? Because oh, I know they we were are. talking about yeah. when they've got Levert and Warren, their starting five is probably one of the best in the league, but their yeah. bench is really quite potent. Um, yeah. They're not the big name players, but they just go about their business. They get the job done, don't they? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I've gone with TJ, and it sort of just goes to show, doesn't it, that you don't need to be the guy who's dropping 30 points every game to yep. have an impact for your team. You know, he's probably only averaging, you know, four he's points or so. four points. Yeah. yeah. Um, Nearly but- six assists, though, which is... That's quite handy solid, off the bench. Solid off the bench. So he, but the thing is with TJ McConnell, just quickly, is he could have two points, but he could have you know six or seven really game altering plays that yeah. wins you the game. So even though he's not the type of guy who can fill up the box score necessarily, he's the guy who you'd love to play with, and he he really does set the tone for this team and is a big contributor in a lot of their wins. 
Well, well he's, he's from last season. He's not playing. He's playing more minutes. He's not scoring as many points. But what he's doing in the assists, in the rebounds, he's doing everything else, which yeah. is what you need. You can let other people run rampant. As you said, it's not. You don't need someone to score thirty points every night. Do you know why I truly love him though? Why? Do you do, like TJ? Do you know? Do you know, know TJ? Do you know who he reminds me of? Is that Prime Delhi? Yes, doesn't put up the huge numbers, but just impacts winning. Yeah. What's that quote that um, you'll remember? It's, um, I almost called you Steve, but you remember it, Nick. What <laughs> was that quote that Steve Kerr said about the stat line? Like, you don't need to feel oh, it. Oh, was when he was talking to Steph yeah. Curry, you know, your impact might not always show up in the like box the score. box score, like in terms of points and whatever, but the plus minus, yeah, you know, you it. always contribute to winning. Yeah. And that's, yeah, like TJ, absolutely. Um Great pick. That is, he's definitely a guy who flies under the radar. Not who I thought you were going to say, no. to be honest. No, round two. I'll go round Fight. two. This guy <laughs> is 31 years old, so he's not a young head. He's not an old head either. He's in his 12th season, and this guy, I think, flying below the radar, and his name is DeMar DeRozan. Um, this year, he's averaging 20 points, five rebounds, and seven assists. God, this guy creates offense, doesn't he? He's been great this he year. Has. He has. been phenomenal. And I don't only say that because of his shot. He's actually, I've noticed, expanded his game quite a bit this year opposed to other years. I'll start mm. off with the way he's facilitating. Um, now, he's averaging a career high in seven assists per game, um, and that also does help with the insurgence of players like DeJounte Murray and Keldon Johnson, who have, who have been also great this year. Um, but but he has upped his assists, and that's not me saying that DeRozan can't score anymore. He can score anywhere between 20 to 30 points on his given night, um, but it's just he's being more mindful with his possession of the ball. We remember those days, you know, early Spurs days or even at Toronto where he just he dribbled the ball into the ground a bit and pull yeah. up from, you know, mm-hmm. 20 feet and shoot a mid-ranger. It wasn't a bad tactic because most of the shots he'd hit, but it's a shot that you can see coming from a mile away. Nowadays, he's becoming a bit more unpredictable and he's mm. taking what the defense gives him and he's, instead of putting up Hail Marys, he's, he's looking for shooters, um, which I love. I also wanted to add that he's taking more threes. I was just about which, to mention. Which is, to be honest, the last step in his transition to a well-rounded score. He's got the drive. He's got the mid-range. The three is just what he needs. And he's not shooting a ridiculous amount, which I like to say. He's shooting to a to game, game yeah. and he's making 50%. And if I'm your coach and you're shooting two threes and making one, um, or he's like 47% from three. 30 half, 35.5%. I went on to his stats. It said 40, 47%. Oh, maybe it's changed. I think regardless of his percentage, I think he's taking better, oh, more high. Know. He's doing well. More high percentage shots, I think, overall. Like, he's, he's, his IQ's probably gone up, I think, this year. But whether it's 35 or 43 or whatever the case, he, it's great to see that because, as you said, Lee, that unpredictability. Yeah. Now, we spoke when we did our season predictions, we all bashed. I, I had him a bit higher, didn't I? But yeah. they're currently sitting... They're sitting fifth. No, they're going. They're, they're going really well in the West. Yeah. yeah, at ten and eight. Yeah, how good do they look? And as you said, like Lee, like the players, he's able to facilitate Keldon Johnson, Dejounte Murray, even Aldridge has found a role. Well. Paddy Mills has had an absolute resurgence. Mm, yeah. Here's the question: what? currently fifth, 
They've got so they're above teams like Phoenix, Portland, Golden State, Houston, Dallas, Pelicans, mm. all good teams that we rate. Based on what we've seen so far, where do you think they can finish the season? I don't think they'll finish fifth by any means because it's no. the West. But I think they could finish anywhere. I think they could finish seventh to eighth, in my opinion, if yeah. they keep playing the way they're playing. At their highest, I think so as well. But I think at the end of the season, they'll sort of be around that playing spot, potentially, because as you mentioned, Nick, there's a few other teams. So Give Pop one more run at it. Yeah. <laughs> Give him a crack at it, I reckon. There's a few other teams who are, who are probably going to take their spot, but who knows? They, they've been playing really well so far. Love to see it. Mm, oh, sure. Rosen, yeah. yeah Real resurgence. Um, I've gone an old head as well. Well, an older head than you. Yeah. My guy's 33. Uh, now, again, I've gone for a team. Uh, he's, I, I think he's a player who gets respect among other teams, yeah. and he's probably quite highly sought after, but among fans, not so much. Um, I've gone Wayne Ellington Ooh, of the Pistons. Okay. Now, he's been putting up 13.5 points, two rebounds, a tick over an assist. So most points he's ever averaged. Um, how's this though? The reason like why he's so highly sought after is he's shooting. He's shooting fifty three point two percent on threes oh. at six point seven attempts a game. Now, he's always efficient. always been known as a bright spark, but if you're shooting above fifty percent on nearly seven threes a game, that is elite. Yeah, that's uh, incredible. Like for a team that lacks shooting, like he's certainly appreciated. Um, I think a lot of teams like would love him in that sixth man role, someone who can just come in like a Jordan Clarkson and just light it up. Yeah. Um, 33, he's playing the best ball of his career, I reckon, evidenced by just yesterday. Yeah. Pistons beat the Lakers in a huge boil over. Um, LeBron came out and had like just exploded like 20 points pretty much mm, yeah. at quarter time. Looked like they were in cruise control. Ellington finished with 20 points, two rebounds, two assists, went seven of 12 from the field and six of nine from three. And he's just someone who can, like, when he catches fire, which seems to be just consistently at the minute, he can just run with it. Yeah. Um, like, he's not he's not a sexy name, is he? He's not someone no, you think no. of um, that highly, but he is an absolute threat to have. So. I don't think you'll come across many sexy Waynes. Wayne. Wayne. <laughs> no, we're all just lucky to be living in Wayne's world, aren't we? No, that's a really good pick because I know from my perspective, I haven't given him a second thought yeah. this year. And yeah. he's... And he has been playing really well, but I, yeah, I just haven't really recognised how well he he that's has it. been playing. But yeah, that's Beautiful. a great one. Ro, you bring us home with your second one. Now, this guy may have been given a bit more attention than Wayne Ellington and TJ McConnell, <laughs> but It'd be hard to pass that. <laughs> but he has been given nowhere near as much attention as he should have been given so far this year, and that's my mate. Nikola Vucevic from the Orlando Magic. I thought we couldn't go through this segment without mentioning (laughs) his name. Um, I honestly can't remember seeing a guy who can play this well on a nightly basis and not be given the credit that he deserves. Um, So far this year, he's averaging 23 points a game, 11 rebounds, 3 assists. I mentioned before it's not all about the box score, but when you're putting up those kind of numbers, and Orlando, they've dropped off a tiny bit, but they're still... They're still in and around the picture, and I think a big reason behind that is because Nikola Vucevic has been turning up on a, on a nightly basis. Where would they be if they didn't have him? They would be in a deep hole. I would yeah. hate to think. I would honestly hate to think. He's so consistent so far this year. Uh, he's had 20 and 10 in 8 of 12 games, so that just goes to speak of his high-level playing consistency. Um, 
I think if he was playing for a bigger market team, mm-hmm. he'd be given the attention of perhaps like a, even like a even like a Jokic to an extent. Like if he was playing for a, for a big market team, he'd be given the credit that he deserves, in my own opinion. But he um, plays for Orlando Magic. Yeah. <laughs> Not yeah. so good. Yeah, but they're sitting ninth in the East at the moment, but. A few wins, you know, could elevate them to around the fifth to sixth mark. Mm-hmm. And just quickly, I checked the sports bet odds for MVP last night. Was he up and about? Was he? Was guess he what, paying? Guess what he's at. Just have a random guess. $27. $226 what? for MVP. I was a little bit high there for sure, but that's <laughs> outrageous. Really? $226. Well, you think about what else they have. They don't have a lot, do you? Uh, well, put the house on it. He, don't really. But. <laughs> Even though he doesn't fit the, you know, the NBA's narrative for MVP yeah. and there'd be other names ahead of him, geez, that'd be worth a cheeky few dollars just who, to put on Who's <laughs> top of the minute? Is that LeBron or have they gone with MB? Uh, who did they have? I think they. I think LeBron, actually, from yeah. memory. Yeah, but there's... Probably a, wouldn't hurt after he's dropped 40-odd minutes. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right. Well, if someone didn't, I, the only reason I didn't have him is because I knew someone would have him. Yeah. And- How's this? Imagine. I was just thinking then, as you were saying about him, and we were talking about who who would be great for the Celtics to acquire. And we spoke a lot about Miles Turner. Don't do this. Imagine to me. if they could get him. Oh, like if they, they had him lost Haywood and got Vooch oh, or something. And I would have cried. Part with Smart and Haywood. Ice. Tice, get yeah. back Vooch and Fournier or someone. Fournier has been really good. He's yeah. been good too, actually, in fairness. <laughs> but, like, imagine having him. Like, he oh, is just yeah, somewhere crazy. you can plug in anywhere, someone who doesn't need to be a star. But no. when – well, he's, he is a star in this situation, but he can facilitate, he can board, he can score – he even, goes under the radar. And even last year, he went under the radar. We said that many times, how are the magic here? And it was really because of Vooch. Yeah. I, was, I was about to say, he, over the last three seasons, he's averaged 21 points, 11 rebounds. Yeah. But his first All-Star nod, was it last year? It, yeah. I think I've yeah, seen probably. a Did bit he? of chatter. He'll be yeah. up and about it for this year. Yep. Um, the way he's playing, it'd be hard to argue with that. Oh, if he doesn't make it this year, there's something wrong. Great pick, Vooch. Yeah, is he in your all star pick? Is he going to be? Yep. We, okay. We yep. might have to do that. Have a, a little maybe next week. Yeah. yeah, next week. That, that'll be interesting because it's been a funny year. So I think that could be a little bit spicy. The other one, we'll do some honourable mentions. The other one I didn't put in because I really thought one of you were going to was is uh, Malcolm Brogdon, aka Barack Obama. <laughs> the players. Uh, he's been playing insane, and he really hasn't got the recognition he deserves so far this season. Um, like we were saying last week, he's n- maybe not the one, but he's that set that like tied first yeah, option yeah. with um, the Sabbath. He like doesn't that. have a bad game. Yeah. Got him in my fantasy squad, and geez, he's been putting up numbers. <laughs> what are your I've honorables? Got, I didn't have any honorables, but I've got one on the fly for you. Okay. Uh, RJ Barrett. Yeah. Um, yeah. New York mm-hmm. Knicks have had a bit of a resurgence this year. Often it's been about Randall, but RJ is really coming along well. It's looked good so far. Yep. Good one. Rose, honorable. There's been plenty. So give one then. Oh. I oh. mean, surely you can think of one. Do you I've know, got like do you know who's actually been a bit better who? and who I was down on for a, for a long time, but he's actually been playing all right apart from his last game. That's Aaron Gordon. Yeah, yeah the as fro. Jay. As Jay. The fro. He's been he's been much much better. Um, more of a well rounded game. He's he'll be of... like Samson Wayne. You cut off his hair <laughs> and he'll be trash again. <laughs> yeah. I reckon. Yeah. No credit to him because he's um. 
well, he had a horrendous last game, but apart from that one, he's he's actually been pretty good this year. So. With the assists and the rebounds too, yeah. he's looking, like you said, well-rounded. Yeah. Excellent. Fellas, what we're going to do here, I'm going to switch up the order a little bit. We're going to do B-Ride or Goodnight. We're going to explain where we went wrong, what happened, um, and then we'll finish with Hero of the Week. Okay. So let's go into B-Ride or Goodnight. Um, we've got a our punishment today. A big thank you for everyone who sent in um, suggestions. Yep. The one that got the nod today was the uh, the jalapenos with the wasabi on top. That's it. With a wasabi spread. Now, so, now we and I'm looking at this god awful wasabi here. Are we doing a like a little bit you'd put on sushi, or are we slathering it? We're putting a whole oh, line of it. So okay. what we'll do, we'll finish this um, episode. We'll do Hero of the Week, and then we'll uh, we'll drop the video. That'll be up on our YouTube, on our socials. Be sure to subscribe, like, do all that other fun jazz. Um, it's going to be hot. We'll be back next week with, not next week, next month with another hot episode of Be yeah. Right or Good Night. But, yeah. Um, yeah, we'll recap where we went wrong this week. Now, I'll start us. I feel I really got stooged looking at this. You were, you were close, weren't you? Well, close yes No, so yeah. I needed the New York Knicks to beat the Jazz, who were at home, by five-plus points. And who have, they've won like 13 in a row. And Randall, Julius Randall needed 20 points, five rebounds, five assists. Now, going into the game, I was, I was sitting there and I was like, no, this is just ridiculous. The Knicks were electric, though. Yep. Came out till halftime. They had a halftime lead of 13. <laughs> Goddamn, Austin Rivers was 10 of 10 from the field, had 25 <laughs> points at halftime. Didn't score again after that, so that was awesome. Typical. Uh, the Jazz won eight, uh, 108 to 94. Randall finished with 18 points, 10 rebounds, four assists. So... Yeah, they really died in the second half. Scored 35 points in the second half. No, they scored like ridiculous. 35 points in the second quarter alone. So <laughs> no, I really thought I was in it. And they just, like 13 points up, I was like, all right, Randall, just, you know, do a bit of stat padding whatnot. Yeah. Um, but no good for me. So I'm in the, the hot seat this week. Glad to be back. That hurts. No bueno. I'll go. Um, <laughs> I was convinced, like I said last week, that Trey was out of his slump. He shot um, that on that Saturday, I think it was. I think he shot 60% from the field. And to be honest, he's been shooting well and he's been putting up points. Um, and my prediction was that he'd average 60% that was from outrageous. the field. It was. It was, a big one. Three jacks up. I was like, <gasps> it was a big one. It was a big one. How'd he go? He ended up averaging um, around 41% from the field. Oh. <laughs> I mean, it's not... Terrible. It's not bad, but it's not even close, is it? Do you know no, the thing, though? Well, yeah, the I'm thing right. is, though, he had one game throughout the week where he's where he's shooting over 50%, and I was thinking, Lee, might be yeah. on here. But then he had, I think they played yesterday or perhaps the yeah. the day before, and he shot absolutely he shot 31%. 31%. That's the trouble, isn't it? If you have it that high, like if you have one bad game, you pretty much need him to get 90% the next game. I mean, he's putting up anywhere between... 22 to 26 shots a game, so it's hard. hard. But he's letting it fly left, right, and centre, old Trey. Like it. Ro, where did you... So you're in the line as well, Ro, uh, Lee. Ro, oh. where did you go wrong? Yeah, I, I had um, Clint Capella to average on or over 15 points, on or over 14 rebounds, and on or over three blocks in three games this week. Um, he didn't actually play against the Bucks, so he had to bowl out against the Clippers and the Nets. He wasn't too far off. I didn't have his final stats in the end, but he he was there or thereabouts in the rebound side of things. Fell short slightly with the blocks and the point. I think it was the points in the end, which was a little little lacklustre. But, um, you know, you make these big calls and sometimes you fail. You do. Learn you, for next time. Absolutely. Uh, we're stoked to be back now. So, you know, what we're going to do... Um, 
we put up the other day suggestions for punishment. So we're stoked that you guys sent them in. We really appreciate that. Um, keep them coming because next month will be another big installment of Bay Rider Goodnight. I dare say it'll take us a month to recover from this one. Absolutely. Like we've, we've done some hot ones before. Yeah. But this is like a, a full jalapeno chili with wasabi on top. Like that's... Uh, it's hot. That's hot. It's a home recipe. That's hot. So that video, we're going to finish this episode up shortly. That video will be up. Um, yeah. Look out for it. Hot. Very good, fellas. Let's do it here on the week. Okay, Hero of the Week is back. Stoked to have it back. Um, Ro, you look like a guy who wants to start this week, don't you? I I have a feeling at least one of us are going to have the same. Yeah, so do I, actually. So do I. (laughs) Don't do it. Um, Okay. We'll all have the same. I've gone with Big Man. Okay, no, we don't. Utah Jazz. No. I've gone with Rudy Gobert. Good one, though. Um, he's, He's been an absolute monster this year. But I think this last week... He's played the best basketball he has all year. Um, It's coming in the midst of a 10-game win streak for the Jazz, so it's not really a surprise that they're going as well as they are with him, you know, playing as well as he he has. Um, Over the last week, he's averaging 19 points, 17 rebounds, and almost three blocks a game. So he's putting up enormous numbers. (laughs) I should have had him as my... um, be right a good night for last week. <laughs> yeah, um, he would have been laughing. But I just I just love to see him playing so well, particularly given last year there was a lot of uncertainty around the Utah Jazz, particularly yeah. after the whole coronavirus in- incident where he was touching the microphones, albeit it was before we knew how bad it actually was. But there was a lot of uncertainty as to whether he would remain there or whether um, Donovan Mitchell wanted to play with him still. But, geez, the... They're reaping the benefits of sticking tough and putting things behind them at the moment because he's been incredible this year and he's got to be up there for Defensive Player of the Year yeah. at, again. He's always in yes. the picture, isn't he? He is. He's um, a bit of a constant there, isn't he? And yeah. I don't want to get too hyped up about the Jazz because I really predicted big things from last year. True. But they, they were a good team. Like they were 3-1 up and, you know, had a brain fade and lost to the Nuggets, but they were... They should have been in the second round, um, they, and they look healthier this year. Mike Conley's looked great. Yep. He has. Are they, a, are they a genuine threat, do you reckon? Yes. I think so. 100%. I think so, too. I said last week that the Nuggets might be my like second pick in the West, but, geez, I think I overlooked the Jazz as well. Like I know I'm saying it in the midst of their win streak, but they, they've looked incredible, and at their best, they can probably beat anyone in a series. Um even the Lakers, you, you just never know. Um, I know I was worried about their depth um, a little bit coming off the bench, but they they kind of just get enough out of their starters. They've got Joe Ingles, Jordan Clark, some favours now. Yeah. Um, that's three. That's a good eight. Then you've got other com- competent players, Niang, Oni. They've had a little bit of game time last season. Not household names, yeah. but they're serviceable. They're... Um, yeah, they're, they're not sneaky good because we're catching on to them now, but they are a sneaky threat, I reckon. They'd yeah. be a tough out. How good is Jordan Clarkson? He put up 30 points off the bench oh, I the love that day. guy. That mm. guy is just energy. He just keeps the score ticking over for them once the second stringers come on. But, I'm just yeah. running through my head to stick the man of the year at the minute. He's probably the he's pick, up, isn't oh, he? Easily, he's I reckon. Yeah, yeah. And you, he, he goes under the radar as well, actually, because you 
to succeed like the Jazz are succeeding, you really need someone like that to mm. come off the bench. Yeah, who, who else in the NBA is doing that right now? Just being an absolute weapon off, off the, bench. the bench. No one's providing as much offensively, I don't no. think, off the bench. No, definitely. No. He's putting up better numbers than the starters, really. Yeah, sure, yep. Great pick. Good hero of the week there. I'm about 90% sure we have the same one, so should we say it at the same time? No. Here you go. I hope we know. Is yours a player? Oh, yeah. Is okay, we not? don't have the same oh, okay. one. That's Great. good. Excellent. A I love it when a player that doesn't together. get too much hero of the week recognition. recognition. Um, I've gone with the king, LeBron James, because when do we yeah, ever give it to yeah, LeBron? He doesn't get it, does he? No, I suppose not, because he's... So good. He's just so good all the time. Yeah, good. He's in his. He he needs it this week, and he deserves it. He's in his eighteenth season. He's thirty-six years of old. Years of age. Of old. (laughs) (laughs) Years old. This week he's dropped a season high forty-six points, which was crazy to me. He was shooting seventy-three percent from the field on um, nineteen out of twenty-six shots, Mm. um, alongside with. Eight rebounds, six assists, two steals, and two blocks. You think after a game like that, you'd come out and you'd be like, geez, I need a rest. No, he went against Philly, dropped 34 points, six rebounds, seven assists. They lost that game because Todd Harris nailed a, 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 you know, what was it, 20 footer? No, it wasn't. Quite sure, but ten footer. It wasn't very far away. He nailed it. But the talking point is LeBron. Um, What I've noticed from LeBron this season, and I'm not saying that he never did this, but in the fourth quarter, he's really been bowling out in this in this 46 point game against the Cavs. Um, It wasn't a blowout by any means, as well. He was actually heading into the fourth two points down. Yeah. LeBron dropped 21 in this final quarter. Um, he shot nine from 10 from the field. Did you see what sparked him? That that guy who, when he missed a shot and yeah, he was a bit too happy. Yeah, really got up out of his seat and really clapped LeBron for missing. Yeah. You uh, just can't do that to good players. Because that's, that's well, like in that last dance, you know, MJ would say he'd find anything for motivation. That is just like waving a red flag to a ball. So stupid. Um, and even yesterday in their loss to Detroit, he really cooled down yeah. after the first or the half. But he came out and had like 20 points in the first yeah. quarter. <laughs> like he is, he's just playing so free, I guess. And it almost yeah. looks like now in the last week or so, he's kind of said, you know what? I could probably, I could win him. Yeah. 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 He's been, AD's really. Well, AD, AD he didn't play, been out the he didn't play yesterday. Games, yeah. um, he played against Philly, Did he? didn't he? And uh, Cavs. He might have. But the, he's, he's been quite lackluster this season. There's just mm. something not clicking. But LeBron, LeBron he's LeBron's going said, for it now. He said, I'm not handing the torch over just yet. Give me another run. <laughs> I reckon if he if he keeps playing minutes, he keeps just take over yeah. LeBron, fourth quarter, dominate. You know what stood out, though? What? He's three-point shooting. Oh, this guy can't yeah, miss at the no, minute, really. No. He is just... Like, it's never been the biggest strength of his game, no. a three-point shot, but he is just really letting it fly in the last couple of weeks. He in looks that, so comfortable. That Cleveland game in the fourth, when it was down to the line, he hit um, three out of four from the from behind the, behind the it, line. Behind the, yeah, well, in fairness, they lost to Philly and Detroit this week. That's okay. Yeah. Don't care about losses. But how demoralizing, say, Cavs, use that as an example, must it be? You're in the game, you're playing great, <laughs> yeah. and you just know it's like, well, shit, LeBron's... Like, it's over. Because yeah. he's going to come out and there's nothing we can do. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter how hard we try, this guy's going to get what he wants. The one play that stood out to me just quickly, I don't know if you guys saw it, was when he was backing down. And he was probably near the three-point line, to be no. honest. And he did a quick 
quick turnaround yeah. and it's mm. just nothing but net. It's, you just cannot stop that guy. I tell you what, the MVP race is going to be great this year. Like KD's been phenomenal, called off in the last game or two, that's fine. Um, Jokic, Embiid's been great. LeBron, I think Giannis has done, his goose is cooked. Real quick, just just say your MVP pick right now. I'm saying KD. I said last week that I still think it'll it'll be Luka. I think Luka will win it still. Go LeBron. I'm I'm going to say LeBron. (laughs) Yeah, okay, good. But... I'd say close with him. One A, one B is Embiid at the minute. Embiid, yeah, he's he's he deserves he's putting it right up now. big numbers. Good stuff, fellas. Let's move ahead to my hero of the week. I'm glad we don't all have the same team. Who are we? Uh, I've gone OKC. Okay. okay, now for a team so. that we all predicted bottom. I think we all had them last. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Mm, yeah. I think. Yeah, I, I think we did. Name. Yeah. Um, they currently sit at eight and nine, just outside the playoffs. They lost on Monday, a hundred to hundred eight to the Clippers. In what was was a respectable performance, they were never mm. kind of not really troubling the Clippers. But you know, eight points—that's okay. Yeah. The following day on a back-to-back, they beat the Blazers 125 to 122, off the back of Shea with 24 points, nine rebounds, six assists, and Mike Muscala with 23 points, going six of ten from three. Mike Muscala—we don't use that name. No. We mention that name too often on never. the pod. Not a household name that one. So they've knocked off the Blazers, who are a solid team. They're missing yeah. a few players. That's yeah. all right. Then knocked off later in the week, the Suns, who were without Booker, but they've still got Chris Paul, yeah. Aiton, Crowder, knocked them off 102 to 97. Shea, 21 points, seven rebounds, eight assists, and Horford with 21 points, 11 rebounds. Now, you're getting a good, a pretty clear picture, Lee, as to why I don't want to trade Shea in fantasy, <laughs> don't you? I mean, I want him. <laughs> like, they're... Uh, they're, it's like last season. We gave them no credit at all, and they are well surpassing expectations. Yeah. Um, the only thing that's kind of not concerning is it's probably a good year just to tank for them. But they are, god damn, they could be up and around the the plane picture. Yeah, it is hard to tank though, isn't it? Isn't like it? when you when you when, when you, you really try and lose games, actively try it is hard. Yeah. Um, I've got a bit of a trivia question before I end mine for you. Trivia. A bit of trivia. It is. Now, we had a, a coaching merry-go-round in the off-season. Can you name the Thunder's head coach? It's a weird name, isn't it? It's, Can it's... you name it? <laughs> oh, Nick. It's, it has like um, a J where the J is silent, I feel like, or like a V. I'll give you a clue. There's no V and there's no J. <laughs> <laughs> Shows no. how close But it are. is like some like odd V. It's like it's, isn't it similar to like Advia? No. I, I honestly have no clue who it is. So that just name, right. it kind of illustrates how much was going on in the off season. Yeah. On the if I gave you the first name, would it help? Probably, Probably not. not. But it, it Mike. It is. It, is it a weird last name? Yes. Yeah. Mike. Mike. Mike someone. Mike Dagnalt. 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 No, say so I wouldn't have got that um, in a trillion years. Yeah. There you go. So how's that? But okay. See, they're Dagnalt. just trucking along, same as last year. Shea looks incredible. Um, they've got some good young players, Roby, um, Pogshevsky, you know, Stort still hanging around. Yeah. Um, they're competent. They're no easy beat. And it doesn't feel like any team. Wait, what? Basils. Basley. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Darius. Yeah. Um, it's an interesting year because on any given night, any team can win, it feels like. So yeah. it's like we saw yesterday, evidenced by Detroit beating the Lakers. For so sure. yeah. That's a really exciting year. Recapping Hero of the Week there, fellas. Lee, you had... The King LBJ. Beautiful. Roy. I had Rudy Gobert. And I had OKC. Wow. Fellas, massive episode. Uh, it's been a massive week. 
I reckon we pick our all-star teams next week. You reckon? I think so. I'm putting it out I, there early. I, I like that. Yeah. I like that because um, how do we, on the fly, we'll have to discuss this. Do we, <laughs> do we want to do we'll do, a, do starters, do a couple on the bench or something? Three like reserves. That. Three reserves? Yeah. yeah. Happy with that. Oh, I, I hope this one gets spicy. I think there should be some interesting And picks. get up your one from last year and we'll just rattle them off like, real quick. Not this podcast, obviously. No, okay. Next week. Beautiful. That's going to be super exciting. Guys, as we said at the top of the episode, um, or during the episode, um, we want you guys, we'll put something up during the week. Send in your players who have flown under the radar but are out bowling. Um, did we get it right? I think I think we gave some good players. Yeah, without a doubt, those guys have been going under the radar. If you say otherwise, you haven't been watching NBA basketball <laughs> this year. Uh, <laughs> very true. <laughs> Hate to be um, up front, but... <laughs> there it is, the blunt truth. Um, but, yeah, be sure to hit us up. Let us know what we got right, what we got wrong, and give us your uh, players. Uh, we'll have our B-Rider Goodnight video. We're just about to wrap this episode up and record that one. Oh. Fellas, how are we feeling? Lee, you ready to get a um, bit of spice happening? Is anyone uh, else's tongue tingling right now? The thing with spice, I love spice, but I like it on my meats. I don't like, to r- like just a, just a, a chili. chili with wasabi on it. Yeah. So a big thank you for everyone who sent in your suggestions. Um be sure to check that one out. That'll be up on YouTube on our socials. Uh, continue to subscribe. If you're not following us on Instagram, get us to that 1,400. We're cool. a couple away. Get us to 1,500. Get us, why not? Get Let's just carry on from there. Um, <laughs> subscribe wherever you listen to the podcast. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, drop your boys a five-star rate and review. It really helps. And we look forward to coming at you next week with our all-star predictions. Oh, that's going to be a big app. I'm Ooh, looking forward to it I'm already. I'm looking forward to it too. Lee, do you have any parting words? No, Anything you want to get off your chest? That's all from me. I'm scared for the challenge, but we'll live up to it. I'll see you next week, guys. Yeah. Beautiful. Looking the wasabi box dead in the eye at the moment. And um, we know who's going to come out on top. No one. <laughs> uh, excellent, guys. Have a safe week. Enjoy the upcoming week of bowl. And we look forward to talking to you soon. Love you. Bye.